perspective, knowledge, and some fun along the way. This is The Truth on WTMJ. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at The Avenue, here's Dr. Ken Harris. Sunshine. Everybody loves the sunshine. Hey. 855-616-1620 is the sunshine. delete that by the way. Is it it's too late? It's all over the internet, all over YouTube, all over okay. all right. Dr. Ken Harris here, Truth on TMJ O National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Um so I'm gonna touch on it. A couple more times because that was the topic we had before the um, eight o'clock news said you don't need an AR-15 to defend your house. I say, yes, you do. Because it's semi-automatic. AK-47s or bump stocks, you should go to jail for like minimum three years. That's just me. See, what, what happens in other countries is. The law is mandatory. The fact that you possess a gun without a license is like automatic poop jail. Like in many instances, you're I don't even know if you have a trial. You know. So I don't know. I don't know. So I have a question. What's the best piece of information you've ever received? That changed your life. Like what did somebody tell you or what did you read in a book or you heard something and you did it and it absolutely, totally, without reservation, changed your life. Now, now let me let me say this. I'm a voracious reader. I cheat because I actually use Audible. And so <laughs> when I use Audible, I'm able to listen in different times and listen in different uh, places and, you know, when I'm flying or when I'm driving or when I'm doing all sorts of things, right? And so for for me... I I took the liberty of looking up and seeing how many books I have in my Audible title. And I'm pretty sure by the end of the year, I'll be at about 400. Right now, I'm at 373. That's how much I like books. That's how much I like Audible. I love to read all kinds of books, except... Now, Evan, what type of book do you think I would actually absolutely not like to read? Not like to read mm-hmm. um, romance novels. Ding! You got it. <laughs> romance novels. I mean, books help me learn all sorts of things in life. That's how I learned. And so I didn't have money to travel. I didn't have money to, you know, I didn't. Gr- I grew up on welfare. And I was a single parent household because my father died. My mother and father got divorced. Uh, my, my dad died when he was 41. Uh, my first trip out of state. You know, because I lived in Chicago, was when I was 21 years old in a car to Michigan. 
Like that was literally, I did not leave the state of Illinois till I was an adult. There were no kid trips. There were no summer vacations anywhere. So my first airplane flight, first time I was ever on an airplane, terrified. Had never been on an airplane until I was 26 years old. My kids were on planes when they were babies. That's the difference. And so I had to save four months for the ticket. It, and actually, my, my first trip on an airplane was to Los Angeles, California. And, and But before I was able to do all that, I listened to the radio and I read books. And radio and books have always been that place where I learned information that I didn't know. Learned information that was opposite of everything that I thought, be it politically, religiously, emotionally, physically, so I could grow. And it took me to other places I could never go. I mean, today I can go, right? But then I couldn't. So now I'm literally in a place where I can go to places I actually dreamed of. Sounds weird? Okay. So what's the one piece of information that you've heard or, or were told that, could act, that, that literally changed your life and made you who you are today? I mean, something positive. <laughs> you know, 855-616-1620. What, what's that thing in life? Because I, I think that in the end, Everybody has an opportunity to win in America. That's why people are coming over the wall. That's why people are coming, flying here. That's why people are getting visas and all sorts of things. Now, I I could go on a side note about the whole um, illegal immigrants coming here and and the governor of New York wanting money so that they can go to school for free and get jobs for, you know, all sorts of things. Things that people that are trying to come here legally can't get. But because you came here illegally, you can get it. That's just weird to me. But I digress. What's the one piece of information you heard or were told that ultimately changed your life? When we come back, I want to hear yours. And eventually, I'll tell you mine. Give me a call, 855-616-1620. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to the truth on I have to listen to Big Papa. Come on now. Probably people out there, I hate that music. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Have you listened to Metallica lately? Anyway, hey, 5, 5, 6, 1, 6, 1, 6, 20. Uh, 92973 said, the best information I've ever received is that Jesus is the light of the world. Boom. There you go. Drop the mic. Watch this. And you read that in a book, too. So there you go. Um what what is the the most the most the the one piece that that you the information that you heard that just changed your life completely something you could act on and do i learned um 
I think the most significant thing I learned was about money. That when you're young, the best piece, the best thing you could ever buy for a kid. This, this is me. I'm not licensed and I'm not giving financial information. The views and opinions are mine. Okay? A whole life insurance policy. A whole life insurance policy. Build on it. Work on it. Build it up. Save up the cash value. And eventually create your own personal bank. Down payments for houses, down payments for cars, pay yourself back. And the more money you make, the bigger policy you get that you can afford to build up the cash value over the years. Send kids to school, send kids to college, all sorts of things. That, that's the information I received that I went, hmm, I wish I knew this 10 years ago, right? Changed my life. To understand finances. Now, the other thing I, I learned is that I always had an assumption that white families sat down and talked to their kids about certain things. You know, money and how to invest and entrepreneurship and all those things, right? Real estate. What I found by teaching is that that's not necessarily true. That people struggle, but they do really, 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 really well faking it. And that the best advice I got after being told about whole life insurance is live within your means. Live within your means. And that's pretty much it. And after that, Life got really simple. Like planning six months from now. So people laugh at me when I say, hey, I got to do certain things. It's like, what? Like, yeah, I got to know about the, yeah, I know where I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in September. I know where I'm going to be in October. I know what I need to do in November. I know where I'm going to be in December. I know where I'm going to be January, February, March, April, all down. People say, why do you do that? I plan as if I'm going to live forever, and I live as if I'm going to die tomorrow. So everything I'm supposed to get done today, I got to get it done. That's because information I learned is that life is priceless. You know what? That's number two. I used to believe that money was a close number two to like breathing air, right? Being alive. But I think number two is actually time. And that all the money and all the things in the world can't give you back time. It's the only thing that you can't pay for, but you can actually give it away.
You can't buy it, but you can waste it. And so after breathing, I got to say my number two is time. My number three is money. Because you need all three of those to survive. And no, I'm not talking about the love of money, but just understanding it. Because the love of money is not the root of evil. The love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. And so money can be used for good and money can be used for bad. You can choose life. And I think that works out great. But that's the best information I've ever had. What about you? 855-616-1620. I, I think that information is power. And the problem is everybody knows everything. Everybody has access to every single thing they want to know. What is that called? Oh, I know what it's called. Google. Welcome back Welcome to The back. Truth on WTMJ. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. So we've talked about Jacksonville. We've talked about the shooting. We've talked about um, the Second Amendment. And we've talked about um, the best information you've ever had. Now, while I respect the information being that Jesus is the light of the world, is there something else that you were able to act on that was concrete? And I mean concrete as in some information that you didn't know that made a change in your life. You know what I mean? That, that was that aha moment that then turns your world around. I, I understand I'm just trying to stay away from religion for this particular one because I think that's kind of in a space all, all its own. It's like when you hear about singers, right? Some people you don't compare. Um, you don't compare Aretha Franklin, um, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. They're, they're like by themselves. But you could compare a Janet Jackson and a, Beyonce and because Beyonce is not by herself. I still don't see what people say. Beyonce, I'm just she dances. I think she puts on a great concert, but after that, not a fan. I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan. If that makes sense, it's like when you listen to Jay Z's music, it's not great until you listen to the lyrics and you go, "Wow, that guy's a genius." It's like when I listen to Beyonce's music, I go, eh. And then you go to a concert and you go, OMG, she's phenomenal. I'm just saying. Michael Jackson is phenomenal in person and, well, was <laughs> in person and in music when you heard it. Same thing with Prince. Ever been to a Prince concert? Dude, best concert you've ever seen in your life. A phenomenal entertainer. 
855-616-1620 is the number. Um, do, 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 do. How do you think the Packers are going to do this year? I mean, I grew up in Chicago, born and raised, Bears fan, diehard, but I'm a Packer fan too. I'm a Packer fan before their former quarterback and now after their former quarterback. While he was quarterback, I wouldn't say his name and I would never admit I was a Packer fan just because of him. Now, I'll admit I'm a Packer fan. And not because Jordan Love is black. Because Jordan Love is not the other quarterback. Brett Favre, he was okay, but I don't know if Brett going to end up in prison or not. So, I mean, I doubt it. He's got enough juice in Mississippi to just pay his money back and call it a day. Which I don't understand why he was jerking around with that anyway. Like, I don't know. That didn't make any sense. No sense at all. But what are the Packers going to do this year? I guess we'll know in, what, a week or two? September 10th is open kickoff for the Packers. Uh, That Thursday is the first game for the NFL, Chiefs and the Lions. Uh, Well, we know. I was I was about to say the Chiefs will win, but I don't know. Lions are looking pretty darn good. Yeah, this year. Chiefs are going to win. The what? Lions are the Lions until they prove me otherwise. Yeah, that's because you're from Wisconsin. Mm. They got hit pretty hard with suspensions though, too, with the gambling thing. They have a bunch of guys that were suspended for a few games. I think it's dumb that we're suspending people for doing the, something that owners do. I don't disagree with you. Like owners make wages with each other, but it's not okay for a player to do it. Like. I don't know if I could play professional sports because it's – I know this will obsess me. It's like, a, it's like a legalized form of slavery, right? I own you with a personal services contract. The contract will never be fulfilled. I don't care what they put in it because when they – if, if you're a superstar, you get it. Otherwise, you kind of get traded and your contract's like, poof, not worth the paper it's printed on unless it's guaranteed. Like, I would have to have a guarantee. I'd rather have a smaller guaranteed contract than a, you're going on a 10-year, 50-million. Dude is like 40 years old. Where is he? He's not going to be playing in 10 years. What are we going to do? Well, we got this clause down there that says if we buy you out, we only pay you this. Huh? Or if we trade you, we don't have to pay it. But they'll, they're going to buy your contract. Like, that sounds weird to me. And I don't know if I would put myself up to it running back and forth. And by the time I'm 40, I'm considered old and I can barely walk by the time I'm 50. I mean, I can barely walk now. <laughs> and I wasn't a sports player. That's one thing that upset me. When we come back, I'm going to share with you what upset me in high school. What made me actually, you ready? Say what every single child in America has ever said about their parents. Back to the truth on WTMJ. You're listening to the truth on TMJ. So here's the deal. There was one. I think every kid in America that's alive and breathing has said they hate their parents. 
I hate you. Because they wouldn't let you do something, right? I think we go through phases of it and, you know, when we're a small kid and then we do it again in high school, but in a different way. So my mother was always afraid I was going to get hurt. Right? She was always afraid. I was the only boy and I was the youngest. Don't don't add anything to that. And so and so she always thought I was going to get hurt. So she never let me play sports. To this day, now my mother passed away in 1996. No, I'm sorry, 1995. July 5th, 1995. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I've gotten over it, but I'm still mad about it. And the reason I'm mad about it because I wanted, what, what sport do you think I would have wanted to play? 855-616-1620. Can you guess which sport I would have loved to play? Evan, I'll ask you. We'll, we'll, we'll start with you. What sport do you think I would have wanted to play? Baseball? Mm. You're actually right. Oh, You're okay. actually right. You nailed it the first time. Now, why did you pick baseball? Well, because I could have said football. But uh-huh. I think that would have been too... Stereotypical? Well, I, I would say obvious of an answer, what? per se. Why would it be obvious of an answer? I don't know, because that's always the first answer you give to anybody when they say, what sport do you think I wanted to play? Football. Well, nah. baseball is different, so nah. it's a different answer. Nah. Baseball. I love baseball and softball. I love it. And so, signed up, made the team, and she wouldn't sign the form... For you know, they had a team doctor. Doctor checked you. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. She wouldn't sign the form for me to play. I'm like, it's baseball. It's not like it's football or hockey or something. It's baseball, right? Fastest thing rolling is a bat and a ball. And she said no. And I think I would have made a, a heck of a baseball player because I one, I loved fielding. I probably would have played first base, though. Two, I was a long ball hitter. So I usually bat at cleanup, right? Number four, right? Batted in fourth all the time. Triples and home runs. Pow! Softball. Baseball? Kind of got the swing of it. Good fastball, curveball, pow. Nailed it. And she wouldn't let me play. Made the team. The coach said, hey, where's your form? You're on the team. And I was like, I can't go because my mother won't let me play. I got laughed at in the gym by all the players. Of course, I wasn't smart enough to be embarrassed. So I was like, okay. All right. I'm out of here. But I was just so bothered by that. It still bothers me today. Think I need therapy? (laughs) Uh, no no of course not I got over it I got over it so yeah (sighs) still yeah still gnaws at me like I'd be retired I wouldn't even be on 620 you'd be talking about me on 620 I'd be one of the analysts 
Well, maybe not at ESPN because they're rolling people out the door. Like, <laughs> but I, I could be an analyst on CBS Sports, you know. Or you might be down the the hall, not quite far down the hall on ninety four five talking sports. Nah, because I wouldn't be living here. Because then I wouldn't have been a police officer, so I wouldn't have moved to Milwaukee. Then I wouldn't know Evan. Then I wouldn't be on six. Just go down that rabbit hole. Like, dang, I. I couldn't didn't play baseball, so I don't have to put up with Evan every Sunday night. Oh, yeah, that's true. Should have stuck to baseball. Um, talking text line, Gary from Racine said, "So true." Talking about our our life in, uh, insurance experience, whole life insurance. My parents did this for me as an infant. At age twenty four, I was it was transferred to my name, and over my lifetime, I've never had an income over forty seven thousand dollars. I was able to become a millionaire without realizing it, and when I found out. I don't understand. Gift many dollars to oh you. I gift many dollars to to deserving people who need a break. I also flow Dave Ramsey. Yep, Dave Ramsey. Live like no one else, or later you could live like no one else. Right here on six twenty WTMJ, and he has made me debt free for life. This all started with a whole life policy gifted to me by my caring parents. Blessed, divine intervention in financial form. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the information. I I moved here. And I was dumbstruck. I remember this organization asked me to speak to schools. And it was, it was before it was Secure Futures. It was another one. To speak to schools. And I said, do what? Oh, yeah, we have these presentations. And I went like over three or four, four days, you know, three or four weeks, one day for, for a period. And we talked about, you know, financial stuff. And I thought to myself, wait, wait a minute. Why are you doing this? They don't teach it in schools. I'm like, what? You know, it was mandatory in Illinois. We, when, I, when I went to school in Illinois, you had to learn all that. Civics, uh, home economics, money, all that. And I came here and they were like, oh, no, we don't have to teach that. It's like, what? It's bizarre to me. It was an elective in my high school. No, we don't. It wasn't. You but I'm saying they it. had it, but yeah. it was an elective. You had the choice to take it or not, which I wish I would have took more of than just one semester of financial stuff. But I mean, can you imagine going home and telling your mother you're struggling? Even in college, we had to take a class in it. And when you were done, you had to know how to balance a checkbook, balance a savings account, all that. I mean, fill out the forms and you got your statement and you had to write checks and how to sign your name. And all. they don't teach any of that anymore. Well, when I went to school in Rockford, I went to Rock Valley uh, for ah, two years yep, down yep, in Rockford. Yep. And in order to get my if I wanted to get my associate's degree, which I was transferring to a four year. So to me, having associates, it's, you know, I'm going to go into a four year anyway. I had to pass a civics exam because I didn't yep. graduate in the state of Illinois for That's high school. Right. That's right. And I moved here, and it was like, eh, no big deal. We just have to take a couple years of Spanish in high school, or we have to take it in college. That's the only requirement that we have here in, or I should say foreign language. Foreign language makes no sense to me. Which is good to know foreign language, but you also should know financial literacy and stocks and bonds. How about two years of financial literacy and one year of foreign language? How's that? I'd be fine with that. Makes no sense to me. And we got a Republican legislature. That won't change it. Makes no sense. And that's why I tell people at one point there, there was some utility in being Democrat versus Republican or Republican versus Democrat. Now there isn't any. What I'm learning 
is the fact that they are both stupid. This is The Truth on WTMJ. As we wind down the time on The Truth on TMJ, 855-616-1620. It's, it, it just amazes me, the, the, the financial literacy of people. You know, we talk about why uh, um, communities aren't, no, let me rephrase that, why the separation and the, the wealth gap is so significant. And it's because many of the laws favor those with money. And so the fact that we have a tax rate in Wisconsin, instead of just making it a flat tax rate, that we're able to use what we make federally, it it doesn't make any sense to me. I think nationally, we just need a flat tax rate and call it a day. This varying levels of this and that, or people not understanding um, how rich people make money. I'm sorry, I didn't say rich. I didn't mean rich. How wealthy people make money, Right. Wealthy people make money because they're able to live off passive income and passive income is not earned income. So it's taxed at a different rate. So then people keep saying, well, tax it at a higher rate. If you tax it at a higher rate, I believe eventually, if I remember my economics correctly, people will lose jobs. Prices will go up. And when you make money, and you do well, why are we mad at people who, who did well? There's enough money in, what is it, $26 trillion? There's enough money in this country for every single human being to be a millionaire. And never like venture into someone else's area. Think about that. How many people we got in America? Like 365 million people? I guess I should probably just I should probably just ask Google, right? How many people in a, in America? Survey says 331.9 million. Trillions of dollars. Tens of trillions of dollars in this country. million people. Everybody could be a millionaire. That's only $331.9 million. Of course, I don't understand 0.9 million people. Like, what, 0.9? Okay. Um, Yeah. But the U.S. gross domestic product is 23.32 million. I thought it was like 26. But anyway, think about that. Divide that into it per person. It's a lot of money. So is it that people are lazy? 
Is it that people don't know? Is it that, I don't know. I think it goes back to that information I talked about. That one piece of information that you heard, that you got, that changed your life forever. Mine was life insurance. Investing, real estate, and owning a business. We only have poverty because people block other people from becoming wealthy. The laws, the way things are made. But I think if we really work at it, I think we could actually build a better country, make everyone wealthy, and live better lives. Welcome back to The Truth on WTMJ. I don't like Chris Brown. 855-616-1620. It's Chris Brown. It's Chris Brown. So, I think financial literacy is the one thing that will calm down. See, I... The Republican Party tends to do things that the Democratic Party does and they pretend like they don't and vice versa. I find it interesting that all the rich Democrats and all the rich Republicans are quiet. As long as you don't mess with their stuff, everything's quiet. If you read the the tax code is the way it is, because of all the idiots who lobby and get things passed. The 1920s, the 1930s, the laws about heads of households. And, and if you do this, then you don't get that. And all, all sorts of ways that it's changed so that now. If you're the head of household and your spouse doesn't work, then 50 percent of your 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 money is taxed at 50% the rate because you're the only one working. And that two people can have the same income into a household, let's say $100,000, and they both make $50,000. They bring home less because they're both taxed at the highest rate for $50,000. If one person makes $100,000, the first $50,000 is taxed at the normal rate, and the second 50 is taxed at 50% of that. So they actually bring home more money. And that's the way the tax code is written and made by lobbyists who operate in their own self-interest. And the 2% tax that's coming to Milwaukee on top of 19% inflation, you can't argue inflation went down. The, the economy is getting better at 19%. I don't know. You tell me. I got a dollar, but today it's only worth 79 cents. I got a problem with that. In 2024, it'll be 21% because we now got a 2% tax in the city of Milwaukee. 
no incentive, no way around it. And if you're already struggling, it's going to get worse. It'll get worse for people who are already making it, who are living and teetering on that edge, who don't have the ability to generate revenue and can cause undue harm to themselves. It's going to be a long political year. I was at the debate. Um, a couple of people tickled my fancy, Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. Um, I think if either of them run, they can give Biden a run for his money. That's, that's what I think. We've had a white guy as a Democrat and a black guy as a Democrat. Time to have a black guy as a Republican. Like we have, we, we've had a white guy as a Democrat and a Republican as president. So let's have a black guy. Let's, let's, be, let's be biased. <laughs> hey, a quota. There you go. We're going to have a quota system. Black guy has to be Republican now because we had a black guy who was, who was a Democrat. There you go. But in, in, all, in, all, in all seriousness, Nikki Haley was reasonable and made sense. And I think either of them could be – let me put it like this. If you get Nikki Haley and Tim Scott on a ticket, they could beat Biden. The question is, who would be president and who would be vice president? I think that would create an issue within the party. You know what I mean? But I, I think it'd be important that if Nikki Haley was on the presidential ticket, along with Tim Scott, they could beat Joe Biden. Now, who who should be who? I don't know. Who should be president and who shouldn't be? That Now, that would be worth coming to the debate in Milwaukee and watching them fight. That would be worth it. You're listening to The Truth on TMJ. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you for joining us. We got ABC News at the top of the hour. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm out.